Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Take what you need for you, your mom and your parent and your dog. Send the rest of the world changes, and we can send it into missions, and we can go build homes and take care of those folks over in India. Oh, yeah, we'll be glad to use it. This is not about you being wealthy. This is about you trusting God, because you ain't going to be wealthy until you trust God, whether you want to or not. This is not about you being wealthy. Well, I, well since I don't want to be wealthy, I don't need to hear this today, because bless God, I just don't need to hear this. I have plenty of money. Yeah, I know you got plenty of money. You just ain't trusting God with none of it. This ain't got nothing to do with money. It's got something to do with trust. All right, let's look at this, verse 17. Now, I had a chance to look over this again. I talked this for a while, wondered about some things, and I really got a, got a hold of something. Mark chapter 10, 17. And when he was gone, now he's talking about a rich young ruler. <laughs> And when it was gone forth into the way, there came one, Jesus gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him. Now, now get, the, get the picture of this now. Here's Jesus now. And, and then, then there comes one running, and they kneeled to him. Now, that gives you the picture of this guy is really uh, admiring and trusting and has great confidence in the person he just kneeled in front of. It looked like that. That's, that's called religion. It ain't always what it looked like. Looked like Mary was fooling around when she got pregnant with Jesus, but she wasn't. Looked like Moses was stuck on the other side of the Red Sea, but they wasn't. Looked like this guy is very committed and trusting to Jesus, but he was not. He kneeled to him and he asked him, good master. Now, that's a respectful uh, address, like it's calling somebody Mr. or Mrs. out of respect. There was no distinction that this, that, 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 that this, that this man that he's, he's kneeling down in front of was God in flesh. And look what he said. Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So he wanted to know what he need to do to get born again. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? Why are you calling me good like you calling me mister? And sir, why, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. So you know what he was saying? You either call me God, but don't call me good. Because I'm more than a mister, and I'm more than a good master. I'm a God. So call me God or don't call me good. So he's looking at this guy, already knows his heart. He says, you know what, let's, let's refer him back to the law. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. <laughs> and listen to what the boy said. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Use a lie. 
And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Go to Romans chapter 3. Hey, can't nobody keep the law. He said he did all them from his youth up. Look at verse 23. Read it out loud. There you go. And under the law, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody's come short, and this young man's talking about he didn't come short. And, and by the way, it wasn't just what he did. He also was measured by his heart. Look at what Jesus said about the heart in Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. Matthew chapter 5, 21 and 22. So Jesus is looking at this guy. Yeah, you're saying you hadn't done this, you hadn't broken that. But let's look at your heart. He said, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. He said, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause. You ever been angry before, boy? Huh? And then look at verse 27 and 28. And verse 27 says this, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. And then he said, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery. You ever looked at a woman? See, you're sitting up there talking about what you hadn't done, but the professor of the law shows up and takes it deeper, and he says, Oh, you say you haven't committed adultery, but I say if you looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you have committed adultery, and you think you done kept all of them. All right, now go back to, to Mark. Mark 10. Mark 18, and Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God, 19. He says, Thou knowest commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, 20. And he answered him and said, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Let me tell you something. Under the law, when you show up saying you've kept them all, Jesus is going to say, I found one thing against you. Look at the next one, verse Verse 21, then Jesus beholding him, he did what? Loved him. And he said unto him, one thing thou lackest. He'll always show you what you lack. He's getting ready to show this guy's heart. This guy was under deception that he trusted him. One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take up your cross and follow me. Another translation says, come and be just like us. Now, notice what Jesus was doing. He says a surefire way to determine where this guy's heart of trust is is to see if he'll trust me with the lesser. Give away, go and sell what you have, give to the poor, and come and follow me. If he can, if he can trust God with this little, he'll be able to trust him with the much. He gave him a chance to operate in this. Look what he said in the next verse. And he was sad at that saying. Stop right there. <laughs> That's what happens in most churches when the pastor gets up and says, it's offering time, and they are sad at that same. <laughs> Did you see what happened? He was sad at that same because he was clinging to his, 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 his goods. And he went away grieved. Grief is associated with loss. He saw trusting God with his money as a loss for him instead of a gain. And a lot of Christians see trusting God with their, a portion of what God gave them, they see it as a loss instead of a gain. And he went away because he had great possessions. I think if we see his heart, 
clearly? And we had to rewrite this. It would say, because great possessions had him. He had made his choice. It's going to be mammon and not God. Now look what happens now. They begin to address this illustration. Jesus looked around about it and he says unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? All right, now watch this now. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing what he does. You understand? Now look at what Jesus said. How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Now, now watch how his disciples responded because all of them had riches. All right, well, hold on a minute, Reverend. I, the disciples were poor. What Bible you read? A guy who owned his own fishing business, a doctor, a tax collector. What Bible you read? Jesus didn't put, everybody, every man Jesus chose as his disciples had his own business, had a job. Jesus didn't choose no bombs. He chose people that could bring something to the table. And watch how they responded. And the disciples were astonished at his word. Now, if they didn't have nothing, they wouldn't be astonished at his word. They would have said, whoopee, we ain't got nothing anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but Jesus had to answer them again to let them know exactly what we're talking about. Check this out. Jesus answered again and said unto them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? So Jesus said, he, he wanted to make it straight. Listen, we're not talking about your money. We're not talking about your riches. We're talking about your trust. Look at the next verse. Now, this is interesting. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, what does that say? Now, all my Christian life, people have convinced me that there is a, a place in Israel called the Isle of Needle. So we decided to check it out. So a friend of mine went over to Israel for a tour, and he asked the tour guide, could you take us to see the Isle of the Needle? And the tour guide ignored him. And, and, and he went to him, he said, hey, hey, can you take us to see the ivory needle? And he wouldn't say nothing. So eventually he put him on the side. He said, hey, man, look, I hope I hadn't offended you or anything, but, you know, did you hear me talking about the eye of the needle? He said, yeah. He said, well, can we go by it? He said, no. He said, well, what? He says, because ain't no eye of the needle. <laughs> he says, well, what about the, you know, when, you know, when the gate closed and, you know, they unload the camel and the camel had to get on his knees and go through this little narrow place in order to get in? He said, it, it doesn't exist. He said, listen, man, I'm, I'm a tour guide. My job is to make everybody happy. And the other day there was a bush over there burning by the gas station. I told him that was the burning bush that Moses stood there. And they went over there and they started taking pictures by the bush. They weren't even paying any attention to the, to the scripture that says it was not consuming it. So I got back and I asked my assistant, I said, could you call the... Uh, you know, the tourist department of Israel and get online and find out the eye of the needle. It ain't there. It's not there. It's in commentaries and I hear people preach on it. It ain't even there. So now you got to go back and look at what he said. He says it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Can a camel get through the eye of a needle? He says it's impossible then for you who don't trust him to be able to reap from the kingdom of God. Verse 26. And they were astonished. 
out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Go back. Oh, watch this. Go back. He says if they don't trust, they don't trust, it's, it's impossible for them to, to gain the riches of the kingdom. And notice the doctor, the disciple says, who then can be saved? Saved is a derivative from the word salvation, which comes from the Greek word sozo. Sozo means not just born again, but delivered, healed, sound, whole, prosperous. And so he says, who then, without trust, can be healed, sound, delivered, whole, prosperous, and even born again? All right. Because mm -hmm. it takes trust to get it. 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. I can trust God because all things. When you run it, how many of you have faced some impossibilities in your life? Huh? Huh? But with God, trust God, and there are no impossibilities. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The devil throws tomatoes at you. God will turn it to a tomato sauce. Praise God. He throws eggs at you, born eggs. He'll, he'll give you eggs. Salad sandwich. Do you remember them? Day camp egg salad sandwiches, boy. Woo! Glory be to God. Verse 28. Now watch this now. Then Peter, now watch what Peter said. Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Now Peter was comparing to what just happened with the rich young ruler. Lord, he, he didn't leave to come follow you. But we did. We left all to come follow you. My question to you today is, what have you sacrificed to follow Jesus? What have you left to follow Jesus? Huh? He, Peter said, we left all to follow you. What about us? Look what he said in verse 29. He didn't say this until the rich young ruler got out of here. Because if the rich young ruler would have heard this, maybe he did the right thing. But look what he said. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto thee, there is no man that has left house. Did you hear he said no man? No man that has left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Look what he said. But he shall receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands. He says there's going to be some persecution. And in this world to come, you're going to receive eternal life. You know what he was saying? Any guy that has trusted me with the material things of this world, I'm going to give him a hundredfold. I'll take care of him in every area. I'll make sure his needs are met. I'll make sure his body is healed. I'll make sure his family and children are delivered. If you can trust me with this, I'll take care of you in the same area and much more. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now listen to me. Go to Luke 19 and 2. Jesus didn't tell every rich man he met to give away his stuff. He didn't. He just was trying to show you where this guy's heart was. And there again, he says, you want to find out where your heart is? You want to prove to yourself you trust God? He says, go look at the stuff and see if you can honor God with the stuff, and then we'll see where your heart is. He didn't do that with every guy. There was a guy by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a rich guy. Jesus didn't tell him to give away all his stuff. But look what happened here in this situation, verse 2. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. 
which was the, the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Verse 3, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. He was a short Napoleon dude. <laughs> and he ran before, and he climbed up into a, a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Boy, this guy must have really had a lot of respect and honor for Jesus to climb up in a tree to see him. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and he saw him. Oh, somebody shout, that's favor. How do you know grace will find you? David was in the back.
a heart. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I receive him as my Lord and personal Savior. And I accept the invitation for the salvation package right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yes, sir. We know where Brother Sam is going. I don't know. I kind of like it so we can get on and get off the road and start talking. Okay. Yeah. That person I am excited about today. Today is a today is a day. It's a what? It's a day of change. Okay. It's a day of change. Okay. How so? Huh? How so? You know what? I have been on. After talking to Sam, after Sam got at me yesterday, and I had a, I had a mini little boohoo moment and all this other stuff. <clears throat> I came to the revelation that I have to, I have to, I have to remember. I, I have to think outside of my past experience. You know, the world tells you to build on your experiences. You know, but they never tell you just build on the experience, but not to experience it. That's 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 the key. Because a lot of times, what we do is we say that we're we're building, you know, we're building on the experience that we've gone through. But instead of just using it as an example to continue on, we take that that's like that baggage with us. Right. And it's not supposed to be nowhere, so. I just, I, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm slow, I'm slow and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. That helped me walk it. So I'm professing that today is my day of change. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's little steps. I mean, it's not going to be anything big unless the Lord says different. But I'm just like little steps, you know. So I'm excited. I'm excited just for that because I feel I feel movement, you know. I feel movement instead of just that that um, rocking back and forth in a rut. I feel like I've I've inched out of that rut a little bit. Now I just like mm-hmm. have to keep the momentum going, you know. Let me keep the momentum going. So I don't back, you know, roll back into the rut, you know, because right. that's so easy. That is so easy to do. So, yes, I'm excited about today. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, that's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yes. I, am, I am trying to catch my train. So, as I drive, can I say my prayer? You sure can. All right. So, Father God, thank you again for being a fellowship with you. With you in mind, with you in spirit, with you in presence, oh God. Thank you for the toughest point at the right time, healthy body, with the activity of our limbs and all five senses. Father, we thank you for keeping our family and our friends protected from her on the days of yesterday. For the next freaking past state, oh God, we pray right now, God, that you will protect us. Thank you. We pray, oh God, that you will continue to bless our hands, 
and keep our minds focused on you. And you said because of those who keep their minds on you, you will increase us, oh God. You will help us, you will provide for us, and you will just direct our path. And so, Father God, we make the plan, you make the steps. And so, God, we just thank you for that. We pray right now for the church. We pray that you will continue the, the church of God with our persecution, even when the, even when the, even when the politics come against us, oh God. Even when the laws of the land come against us, oh God, to help us stand and stand therefore in the truth of your word. Father, let us continue to choose your word without, without political correctness, oh God. Keep us from trying to water down, keep us from trying to, to backpedal and, and justify, oh God. Help us continue to stand strong in your word. Father God, we come from the ministers, the missionaries, the apostles, the bishops, the priests, the uh, the evangelists and teachers of God that, that speak your word to your people of God, that you can let them divide the word correctly, to give you glory instead of themselves, not carry people to justify or to or to um or to disbelieve in the name of Jesus. But by the God we come to those who are abused and addicted. We come to say they have life and life more abundantly, that they may have liberty through the truth of your word, and that you will enjoy with them, O God, and give them the strength that they need to let go and let have full control. And Father, we also come for those who are in prison. We come right now, O God, that you will continue to hold them up. Those who have professed you, those who are in prison because of bad, because of disease, but they will be separate. And those who are in prison because of their faith in you and in the third world country, O God, we pray right now that you will just continue to strengthen them in their spirit. They will continue to look to you for their liberty. And even if they can't have physical liberty, they have spiritual liberty in you, O oh God. And for those who don't know you who are in prison, O oh God, we pray right now that a word is said, that an action is done in the living of that's there, that they will, that they will come to confess you as their Lord and Savior. And Father God, we also come for the youth and this generation. We come for the youth of this generation, O oh God, that you will and those who have never heard Christ, oh God, we pray right now that someone brings Christ to them full measure, oh God, so that they can receive, so that they can receive hope in you, oh God, so that they can receive peace in you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. This morning, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God, seeking you for wisdom, knowledge, grace, mercy, understanding, guidance, and directions. Father God, the word teaches us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to order our steps, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to show us the things you will have for us to do. Give us a discerning spirit, Lord God. Those who the things that we need to, to turn away from and those who we need to be aware of, Lord God. Those who we need to pray for, Lord God. And more than that, Lord God, 
where we need to seek you, Lord God, for your will and your way, and that is at all times. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, God, that you kept us last night while we slumbered and slept, Lord God. Thou who never slumbers and sleep, Lord God, you kept your protective arms around us. You allowed us to dwell in the shadow of your almighty wings, Lord God. You have kept us in sustained life and given us another day journey, so that we want to say thank you. Father God, as we go before this day, Lord God, let us continue to have walk like Jesus and see Jesus' ways, Lord God. Let us grow daily, Lord God, and strengthen us, Lord God, in your will and your word and your way. Father God, we ask you to bind up the tank of the enemy and anything that is not of you, Lord God, to cast it down and send it to the pits. The plots of the enemy, Lord God, that has been laid for us, Lord God, give us victory right now over them so that we can tread upon the head of the scorpions, Lord God. We can even pray over ourselves and pray for others, Lord God, and our bodies Father God, we just thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We ask that your peace forever be upon us. We pray for those who are not saved, Lord God, that they will seek your word in your way, that they will pick up something, Lord God, and just read your word. We give glory and honor to you. We praise you and we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hello?
Hello. Good morning. Hey, what up, dude? Hey, what's happening? What happened? What happened? What happened? I, there's something going on with my phone. You know, all of it, the phone, the TV, and everything is fine, so... It's just been cutting off. Started last night, so I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I know Felicia and I was wondering where you were. She went on a parade and I prayed, so and then this piercing noise like you know how somebody oh, that came on. Oh, it came on and I hung up and I clicked back in. Yeah. Devil. But it is what it is. Oh boy. How you feeling today? I'm doing well and you? Uh, I'm alright, little no, no struggle mode, but I'm alright. I'm saying I'm trying to make it through these last few days. I'm tired, Sam. I'm tired. Oh God, I'm tired. How many more you got? Uh Next week, then we have Memorial Day. We go for three days then. So that's what, total of eight today, tomorrow, and Friday. So by 11, another day has started. So I, I'm going to count 10. Oh boy. Hmm. Uh, well, let me go ahead and pray, see what God want to do. Sharaka <laughs> Nekeredokoseke Shandarokoseke, <laughs> 
Handeruko Saka Hm Shanderuko Seke Handeruko Saka Honderuko Se Shanderuko Sandrasaka Horumbo Se De Shireko Horankaka Handeruko Seke Shararombrasa Yes, 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 Father, we praise your name, Lord. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Holy Spirit, we seek your presence. We seek your presence, Lord. We seek your presence, Father. We seek your presence, Lord. We seek your presence, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We seek your presence, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We seek your presence, Lord. Mm. We seek your presence, Lord. We seek your presence, Lord. We seek your presence, Lord. Yes, 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 Father. Let the presence of God come forth. Let the anointing of God come forth. Let the presence and power of God come forth. Let the presence Yes, yes, yes. Now, let the power of God enter in. Let the power of God begin to flow. Mm. Oh, yes, there we go, there we go. As the anointing begins to rise up. As the anointing begins to rise up. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord, we seek you. We need you. We desire you. Mm. Father, we desire you. Mm. Yes, 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 Lord, we desire you, Father. Come forth, Lord, we seek you. Come forth, Lord, we seek you. We desire you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming into our hearts. Thank you for coming into our vessels. Thank you, Father, for saving us, for healing us, for delivering us, for growing us up. Mm. <clears throat> Thank you, Father, for preserving us. Yes, 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 for preserving us, Lord. Mm. For keeping us from ourselves, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. For keeping us from ourselves, Father. Yes, 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 Lord. We need you. We need you. We need you right now, Father. We need you. We need you right now. We need you right now, Lord. We're seeking your presence. We're seeking the power of God, the anointing of God, the Spirit of God. We're seeking your presence, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Come forth, minister. 
Come forth, just be God, Lord. Just be God. Just be God, Father. Mm, thank you, Lord. Just be God. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Mm, just be God, Lord. Thank you. Just be God, Lord. Just be God, Lord. Just be God, Lord. Just be God, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for teaching us how to walk closer with you, Lord. For desiring a deeper relationship with you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for letting your word come forth. For letting the anointing of Christ pour forth into our hearts as we rise up and become overcomers in you. In your holy, holy name, Jesus, it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. There's a mouth of the south. No one else has come out that me, you, and Felicia. What's Felicia? Felicia's on her um call. Try going to work on mute. I mean, she's on her, her train though. She she was headed in her car to train because that's when she prayed. Mm, okay. All right. All right. I guess I'll do my vitamins and um. Start on my list. Sure. Blend away. Okay, I'll start with Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. <laughs> Neandra Moss, hundred go say she 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 go send Rasaka. Hundred go say she 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 go send Rasaka. Hundred go say she 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 go Rombra Derakasa. Hundred go say she 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 go send Rondra Gosen. Shut it out, Baka. Shut up. AJ and family. Hambrashi to go say, she 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 to go
Good morning, Sam. Good morning, everybody on the phone line. Good morning. I think he's praying. Huh? Yeah, I was trying to do my list. He was he was doing his list of prayers. Oh, okay. Okay, I got Maxine. How do go? Should go? Should go? Should go? Sakara. 
Pandita, yes, 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 Father. We thank you, Father. In the hospital room, your spirit is going, Father. Moving through the doctors, the nurses, and the pussy that are going Yes, 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 Lord. Morobose, let a good let the anointing of God go forth for a bush and shed Let the spirit of God go forth for a bush and no problem. Shed a ghost, shed a ghost. Bless the child, bless the womb. Shed a ghost, shed a ghost, shed a ghost. Anoint everything and everybody. Shed a ghost, even the beds. Shed a ghost, shed a ghost. And Raka. We glorify. Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. Shendu go station, 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 go station,
My parents are the bullshit of 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 Churches. I don't know if Felicia did that or not. Um, uh, men, whatever that is, missionaries. <laughs> 
Okay. I'll do uh the season hospice, Shandura, Shiloko Sandra, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sandra Rokomboka, or a Shia Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Krombraka, or Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Sea, Shiloko Rombraka, Shakara. Missionaries, Hombrana, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossero Rombraka, Paracosation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossero Corabaca, Paracosation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Corabraca, Sakara. Prisoners, Hombrana, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossero Braca, Hundercosation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossero Braca, Hundercosation, the Gossation, the Corombranica, Sakara. Season Seeking shut in, she did. Friendship to ministry, she had a question of a question My TV's working on green light of the song.
Mike, you seen it? Hallelujah. How you doing, dear? I'm lovely, wonderful. I can't complain. I won't complain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I won't complain. Hey. It's been too much not to worship him. Yep. Hmm. Sing this song. Glory to glory to glory to glory. Thank you, Father. Come here, 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 come
you, Father. Oh, Lord, I praise you. That's all you got. That's all you got. I don't care if anybody else can praise you, Lord. I praise you right now. I'm glorifying you right now, Lord. I need you right now, Father. Just come forth. Touch you. Touch you. Trying this one more time. Oh, Lord, yes, 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 Father. Just be God. Just be God, Lord. Just be God. Say he needed prayer, but praise the Lord. Yeah. So whenever we get to go to that, get to that moment, I will um have him here. Well, I, I'm gonna be going out at ten. So, huh? I said I can pray for him now. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, hold on for just one second. I heard you in the background, Gloria Lane. He's right here, Sonia. All right, what's up, Trey? How you doing? Good. So you want prayer this morning, huh? <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so sh- mm. Well. <clears throat> okay. Well, God says it's time. You said you've been looking at it. You've been pondering. You've even gone forth, but you've always pulled back. God says no longer. Make a decision. Seek him and let him give you what is needed. See, one of the things is you see it and you're scared, you're fearful, and you back down. But what you see is you being incapable of doing what's in front of you and what he's desiring you to do. But what you don't see is that when you humble yourself, when you submit and you humbly cry to God and say, Lord, help me, strengthen me, give me whatever is needed. See, that's why he says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, when you do that, then he will give you that which is needed in order for you to go and accomplish that which he set before you. 
It is not meant for you to do it in trade strength. It is not meant for you to do it in your understanding. It is not meant for you to do it in what you know, what you've experienced. It's not meant for you to do all that. It is meant for you to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So what you are meant to do is to seek, is to submit, and to obey. That's what he needs you to do. And as you do that, he will grow you up. He will equip you. He will empower you. He will give you all that is needed if you will just say yes. Can you say yes right now? Are you willing to submit right now? Are you willing to just say, God, come forth into my life right now? Are you willing to do that? Yes, sir. Then we're going to pray together. Say, Holy Spirit, Spirit. help me today. Help me right now. You there? Yes, sir. Say, help me right now. Help me right now. To do and do what you want me to do. Lord, Lord, meet me where I am at. And give me whatever is needed. Whatever is needed. So that I can walk. So that I can walk. And fulfill. And fulfill the destiny. That you have called me to be. You called me to be. I want to. I want to. And I need to. And I need to. Walk in the fullness. Fullness. Of God. That is provided for me. That is provided for me. I claim my heritage. I claim my heritage. I claim my destiny. I claim my destiny. I claim my God. I claim my God. In Jesus' name. It is so. Say, Satan. Satan. Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now. I renounce you. I renounce you. Over my life. Over my life. Over every gate, every avenue, every avenue that you have entered in, that you have been in, to my life, my life. I renounce, I renounce, and rebuke you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you. Father God, begin to stir him up. Begin to rise up inside of him, Lord. Holy Spirit, begin to give him the truthfulness of the word of God as you are breaking off every generational curse, every hindering spirit, everything that is unlike you. You are breaking the power and strength and everything of it right now in Jesus' name. I'm asking for the word of God to go forth in those voided areas, the bomb of Gilead, to go forth in those areas and begin to heal, begin to anoint, begin to equip them for the task that is at hand. You have a job, a mission, and a purpose for them, and he will begin to see it, he will begin to claim it, and he will begin to walk in it. In Jesus' name it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes, 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 Father. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen.
Oh, yes, 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 Lord. I just praise you for what you're doing today, Lord. I praise you for just turning things around, Lord. It ain't about me. It ain't about us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. It ain't about us, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. In you, mm. not to be 
up in the world, but of the world. Mm. Am I saying it correctly? Mm. So, 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 once reading the twelve, this one scripture, twelve two, it has a lot of significant points to us in our lives. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Yes, yes, Holy Spirit. That means each and every day as we rise, we ask God to purge and clean us and renew our mindset. Renew us each and every day from the days of old, which was yesterday. So today's a new journey for us. So please renew us to open our minds up to receive what you will have for us in studying and praying and yielding and yielding to your will. So, so each and every day as I read, when I read this, I just I said, you know what, God, I need to break this dang thing down for because for me and us. Then you will be able to te- to test and approve what God's will is. Mm. So, so therefore, once you renew your mind and open your up, open up the open up your will and your mindset for God to come in, then we'll be able to be t- test and approve what God's will is because we're gonna op- when we renew our minds. We're opening ourselves up and yielding to his will and his way each and every day as we rise. And then and then it went on to say, he is good, pleasing, will is good, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So therefore, once we renew our mind, this is, this is deep for me because it lets me know that I'm, 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 I'm digging deeper into what the word that he gives us to read and study to show ourselves a pool. So that one, 12, Romans 12, 2 went deeper today than it has ever been done before. So I thank God for letting me dig and look at it. Like, do not, and it's plain and simple. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Once you take up your cross and start following him and develop that true, intimate, spiritual relationship with him, you're already changing. Because you don't want to be in this world. You want to be of the world. I just thought that was powerful. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes I scare myself, <laughs> but I'm not that. I'm not fearful of, of of the of the newness of what's going on in my life. I embrace it with joy. I embrace it because I see God's hand in my life and upon me, and I see change and I see growth and I see all of the beauty, the beautifulness, if that's the word, the beautifulness. Of God, <laughs> I see and I feel His presence in my life. So I, I, mean, I just wanted to share that that Romans twelve two, mm. <laughs> powerful to me. Amen. Amen. I have my appointment for my uh, my mammogram retest today. I moved it up from Friday, so I'm back to the doctors again. So um, just keep me in your in your prayers, um, I know that God um, will be right there in the midst of of, the, of my situation, and and I know that 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 um, I know that it's gonna be what He desires of me as far as my healing. So I'm not gonna take on any kind of doubt or any fear because my faith would not this this situation is just on a, on a, a, a stumbling, not a stumbling block, but just a pe- pebble. In my destiny, in my life, so so um, just pray, just pray for me, him. <laughs> um, just pray for me that God that that there's nothing there, and I know it's not. Hey Maria. Yes. Um, 
We haven't done it in a while. Why don't you pray for Bobby Christina? Okay. Jesus. 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 God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, I want to take the time to lift up one of your daughters, God, Bobby Christina. God, as she lays in the rehab rehabilitation facility, God, I know that you're right there in the midst of, of the, the chaos and the confusion with the family, God, but I know that you're right there with her. I pray that you lay your hand upon her mind and body, God, and heal her from within, God. Only you know what's going on with that situation in her mind and body, God, and I pray that you should send a miraculous healing her way so the world can see. Yes, thank you. Father. That you are always in the midst and you are always turning things around for the good. Lord, yes. Where the world says, where the world says no, you can say yes. Yes, yes, yes. You can turn things around with the twinkling of your eye and a twitch of your finger, God, and a snap of your finger, God. You can, a, you can turn things around for, for, for us, God. So as we look at the media about this young lady, this young lady who's trying to fight for her life, God, I pray that you send that miraculous signs and wonder so the eyes can see. Yes, thank you, Father. So the eyes can see your works. Yes, that Lord. you can you're still performing miracles here on earth, God. So right now, God, Holy Spirit, continue yes. to to heal her body and let her open her mind and let the doctors be 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 in awe of the goodness of what you've done. There's the, the miraculous wonders of what you're gonna do. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Let the world see your hand move with their eyes. Thank you. And Lord. be convicted in their hearts about already pronouncing her gone. You know what time is her time. We know know, know the day, know the hour, when it's our time. So what makes us think we know her time? So we're lifting her up to you, God, for that divine healing for her and this world to see. Use her, God, because the world has their eyes peeled on her. So use her as a miraculous sign that will turn the change the mindset of man. It is in Jesus' name I humbly submit her healing to you, God, because you know how to do. In Jesus' name I do pray and say Amen, Amen, and Amen, Amen. Now I got to get up here and move like somebody. <laughs> get up and move. Well, you know what? I have to go. My daughter forgot her band instrument. My daughter forgot her, her, her band music. My daughter forgot her 15 couple of dollars for some kind of festival they had. And my daughter forgot everything this morning when I was pushing her out the door. Um, didn't, even, didn't even comb her hair. Now, you know we, how we do. You know how we do, people. We are, we're not, well, we have to comb our hair. <laughs> we can't just do a pushback. We can't just do a pushover. We got to do something with it. And she decided to walk out the door looking like yesterday. But um, I'm pretty sure she's going to straighten herself up by the time um, I get there. But um, I got to go. And I'm going to go on mute for a minute because I got to be at the doctor at 10.15. And I got to drop to school. I thank God it's in the vicinity in less than five, seven minutes away so I can take that run. Okay? Be back and I'll be back. I'm going to be on mute for a minute, okay? All right. No problem. If ain't nobody else got anything, I'm going to go get the book so we can do the reading.
I'm going to read after I do my juice. So y'all going to have to wait. Nah. I might be now. Nice. You know what? Now, 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 you know what? Let me tell you one thing. Let what me you gonna tell you something? You gonna do all this juicing, and we gotta wait on the word. Now, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that juice, you know, that juice that came before the word. That juice that came way before the word come. Nah. Hmm. Nah. You there you. Go. I love you too.
All right, now I'm going to get into the reading. Because the flesh is grossly deceitful, the believer requires the cross and the Holy Spirit. Once having discerned how his flesh stands before God, he must experience each moment, the deeper work of the cross through the Holy Spirit. Just as a Christian must be delivered from the sin of the flesh through the cross, so he must now be delivered from the righteousness of the flesh by the same cross. And just as by walking in the Holy Spirit, the Christian will not follow the flesh into sin, so too walking in the Holy Spirit, he will not follow the flesh into self-righteousness. As a fact outside the believer, the cross has been accomplished perfectly and entirely. To deepen, it is not possible. As a process within the believer, the cross is experienced in an ever-deepening way. The Holy Spirit will teach and apply the principle of the cross in point after point. If one is faithful and obedient, he will be led into continually deeper experiences of what the cross has indeed accomplished for him. The cross objectively is a finished absolute fact to which nothing can be added, but subjectively it is an unending progressive experience that can be realized in an ever more penetrating way. The reader by this time should know something more of the all-inclusive character of his having been crucified with the Lord Jesus on the cross. For only on this basis can the Holy Spirit work. The Spirit has no instrument other than that cross. The believer by now should have a fresh understanding of Galatians 5.24. It is not its passions and desires alone which have been crucified. The flesh itself, including all its righteousness, as well as its power to do righteously, has been crucified on a cross. The cross is where both passions and desires and the spring of those passions and desires are crucified, however admirable they may be. Except as one sees this and is ready to deny all his flesh, bad or good, can he walk after the Holy Spirit, be pleasing to God, and live a genuinely spiritual life. Such readiness must not be lacking on his part, for though, the cross as an, for though the cross as an accomplished fact is complete in itself, its realization in a person's life is measured by his knowledge and readiness and faith. Suppose the child of God refuses to deny the good of his flesh. What will be his experience? His flesh may appear to be extremely clever and powerful in undertaking many activities, but however good or strong, the flesh can never answer to God's, mm, wow. The flesh can never answer to God's demands. Hence, when God actually summons him to prepare to go to Calvary and suffer, the Christian soon discovers his only response is to shrink back and to become weak as water. Why did the disciples fail so miserably in the Garden of Gethsemane? Because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak, Matthew 26 and 41. Weakness here causes failure there. The flesh can only display its apparently excellent power in matters which suit its taste. That is the reason why the flesh draws back at God's call. 
His death is therefore essential, else God's will can never be done. Mm. Whatever has the intent and desire to develop ourselves that we may be seen and admired by others belongs to the flesh. There is natural good as well as natural bad in this flesh. And John 1 and 13 informs us the will of the flesh. The flesh can will and decide and plan to execute good in order to receive God's favor. But it still belongs to human flesh and hence must go to the cross. Colossians 2.18 speaks of the minds of the flesh. The self-confidence of a Christian is nothing but trusting in his wisdom, thinking he knows every teaching of the scriptures and how to serve God. And 2 Corinthians 1 and 12 mentions the wisdom of the flesh. It is highly dangerous to receive the truths of the Bible with human wisdom, for this is a hidden and subtle method which invariably causes a believer to perfect with his flesh the working of the Holy Spirit. A very precious truth may be stored securely in the memory. However, it is merely in the mind of the flesh. The spirit alone can quicken. The flesh profits nothing. Unless all truths are enlivened continually or enlivened continually by the Lord, they profit neither ourselves nor others. We are not discussing sin here, but the inevitable consequence of the natural life of man. Whatever natural is not spiritual. We must deny our righteousness, but also our wisdom. Wow. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Mm. Say that again. We must not only deny our righteousness, but also our wisdom. This, too, must be nailed to the cross. Col- Colossians 2.23 speaks of a worship or devotion of the flesh. This is worship according to our opinion. Each method we devise to stir, seek, and acquire a sense of devotion is worship. Okay. Mm. Okay, let me go back here again. Colossians 2 and 23 speaks of a worship or devotion of the flesh. This is worship according to our opinion. Each method we devise to seek, stir, and acquire a sense of devotion is worship in the flesh. It is neither worship according to the teaching of the scripture, nor worship under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Hence, the possibility of walking by the flesh always exists, whether in a matter of worship, or in Christian work, or in biblical knowledge, or in saving souls. Hmm. The Bible frequently mentions the life of the flesh. Unless this is yielded to the cross, it lives within the saint just as much as in the sinner. The only difference is that in the saint, there is no spiritual opposition to it. But the possibility remains for him to take that life and draw upon it. The life of the flesh may help him to serve God, to meditate upon truth, to consecrate himself to the Lord. It may motivate him to perform many good acts. Yes, the Christian can take his natural life as true life in such a way to make him feel he is serving the will of God. We must understand that within man, two different life principles exist. Many of us live a mixed life, obeying one and then the other of these two different principles. Sometimes we entirely depend on the Spirit's energy. 
At other times, we mix in our own strength. Nothing seems to be stable and steadfast. Do I make my plans like a worldly man, ready to say yes and no at once? 2 Corinthians 1 and 17. A characteristic of the flesh is fickleness. It alternates between yes and no and vice versa. (laughs) But the will of God is walk not according to the flesh, not even for a moment, but according to the spirit, Romans 8 and 4. We ought to accept God's will. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. By putting up the body of the flesh and the circumcision of Christ, Colossians 2 and 11. We should be willing to allow the cross like a knife and circumcision to cut off completely everything which pertains to the flesh. Such incision must be deep and clean so that nothing of the flesh is left, concealed, or can remain. The cross and the curse are inextricable. Galatians 3 and 13 When we co-sign our flesh to the cross, we hand it over to the curse, acknowledging that in the flesh abides no good things and that it deserves nothing but the curse of God. Without this hard attitude, it is exceedingly difficult for us to accept the circumcision of the flesh. Every affection, desire, thought, knowledge, intent, worship, and work of the flesh must go to the cross. And I'm going to just stop it there. Now, which one of y'all want to break that down? Don't all speak at once. I'm waiting. Come on, somebody. What What was the question again? I said, which one of y'all want to break down the reading? Well, you you went on Colossians, right? Colossians twenty three. That's when you're working for, for, for God rather than man. When the Colossians, it was Colossians 23? Well, let me give you the script. Okay. Are you still there? Samuel? Turn your car off. You got too much volume. Yeah, I'm going uh, I'm to oh. give you... Scriptures. First, you got Galatians five and twenty-four. Hold on, hold on, Galatians. I'm driving. I'm driving, boo. Okay, boo. <laughs> better ask Galatians. somebody to write it down because you ain't gonna remember. It. Galatians five and twenty-four. That's the first one. Uh huh. Then we've got Matthew twenty-six and forty-one. Uh huh. Then we got John one thirteen. So you trying to let us, oh, wait a minute, Galatians, Matthew, Matthew 24. Matthew 26 and 41. Okay. Then you got John one thirteen. Uh-huh. And we got Colossians two eighteen. 
Now you know good well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna too, uh, read all of these right. Uh, you want to break down each scripture? Well, I'm gonna reread it. I'm just giving you just giving you the scriptures. I'm gonna reread it. Got um Second Corinthians one and twelve. Got um Colossians two and twenty three. Colossians two twenty three. That might be mine right there. Colossians two twenty three. We got Second Corinthians one and seventeen. You said Second Chronicles. Um Second Corinthians. Okay, okay. That's not correct. Okay. One and seventeen. One and seventeen. Mm-hmm. We got um Romans eight and four. That's a lot of scripture. We got um Colossians two and eleven. We got, this is the last one, well, yeah, Galatians 3 and 13. Colossians 2 and 11, I'm just looking at Colossians 2 and 11, Colossians 2 and 11. It's 3 and 13. Well, you like Romans 8. All right. I'm going to reread it, though. Because the flesh is grossly just requires the cross and the Holy Spirit. Now, one thing that I see right now, he's not saying the flesh is deceitful. He's saying the flesh is grossly deceitful. Okay, then that comes from the choices that man made from the beginning. Well, actually, he, he's breaking it down even deeper. Oh, wow. He's talking about the nature of the flesh as a whole. So this is even, this is like... Flesh. Even the, the choices come from the nature. Remember, yeah. I talked about, okay, even though in, in the Garden of Eden, I always point out, Eve and Adam, they had a desire to eat from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Okay, even in that state where sin had not yet entered into the world. That flesh nature still had a desire to do what God told him not to do. So that's just pointing. So he's pointing out the power of the flesh. Mm. Wow. Again, so we, he's trying to get us to see the nature of the flesh of what we're actually dealing with and why God says that there's no good thing in it, that he abhors it, he hates it. There's nothing you can do in your flesh to please God. So, All right. It's the nature of the flesh that led to man making the choice in the beginning. So he says, because the flesh is grossly deceitful, the believer requires the cross and the Holy Spirit. Now he's breaking down to two different events. Of uh, I'm going to just say 
of a power of God, or, or uh, and I, I'm sure there's a better term, but right now I'm gonna say two different aspects of God, or power of God, or or or, or tapping into God. He's breaking it down: the cross and the Holy Spirit. He's saying we need both of those in order to to break down the flesh nature. Uh, Once having discerned how his flesh stands before God. He must experience each moment the deeper work of the cross through the Holy Spirit. Just as a Christian must be delivered from the sin of the flesh through the cross, so he must now be delivered from the righteousness of the flesh by the same cross. So again, here we go again. He's breaking down sin of the cross. That's the first thing because we got to get we got to come to unto salvation. And we come to salvation by by Jesus and by the cross. That's the first thing. But now we got to begin to break down that flesh nature on both aspects, on the sinful side of the flesh nature and the self-righteousness side of the flesh nature. And it's the same cross through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that begins to break both of those things down. And just as by walking in the Holy Spirit, the Christian will not follow the flesh into sin, so too by walking in the Holy Spirit, he will not follow the flesh into self-righteousness. As a fact, outside the believer, the cross has been accomplished perfectly and entirely. To deepen it is not possible. As a process within the believer, the cross is experienced in an ever-deepening way. The Holy Spirit will teach and apply the principle of the cross in point after point. So first of all, we have to get an understanding that through Jesus Christ, the cross, that's perfection. There's nothing you can do to change it. According to God, it's perfection. According to, to God who's looking at Jesus, it's perfection. It's just like we might might make a garment, okay, like, okay, I, I, I joke all the time about my barber cutting my hair. When he cuts my hair, I'm pretty sure he see. well, I could have done that a little bit better. I could have done it a little better, but that's good. Or I might paint a plaster wall, and I might go in there and still see a spot I miss. Or somebody else who's at a, at a higher level might come and see, well, that angle's a little bit off. So we might always see something where it might be added a little bit to it to make it even better. But according to God, who is our ultimate judge, according to God, who we have, who we need, I'm going to say who we need and have to, and I break it down into two different areas, because in right now in this dispensation, we need to walk accordingly. But ultimately, we're going to have to walk accordingly to the way God wants us to walk. And according to him, the cross is perfection. It says, as a fact outside of believe the cross has been accomplished perfectly and entirely, to deepen it is not possible. Now, as a process within the believer, the cross is experienced in an ever-deepening way. The Holy Spirit will teach and imply the principle of the cross in point after point. We receive things in this life step by step, bit by bit, piece by pieces. Just as you talked about earlier, when you when you read the scriptures, all of a sudden you get another revelation. Well, you get a deeper revelation because now you have more life experiences. So that same word 
now at a later or different point in your life has a deeper or different meaning because now you've had more life experiences to back it up. You have more revelation. You have more understanding of the Holy Spirit. So that's how the cross works in our lives. That's how the Word of God works in our life, step by step. It says, if one is faithful and obedient, okay, faithful and obedient, he will be led into continually deeper experiences of what the cross has indeed accomplished for him. So if we will continue and be diligent and trust, we will continually go deeper and deeper into God. It is when we make a choice, consciously or subconsciously, to be disobedient, unfaithful, or to back out to stop, or whatever it is that might keep us from, from, from going forth into what God has for us, when we make that choice, that's when we, we quit growing and increasing in the Word of God. And God is no respecter of persons. I was listening to Sherry yesterday, and she was telling me about um, something she's done. Um, she wrote a letter, and I was just listening to her in the letter and, and, and how she's really walking in forgiveness and, and growth and some of the things she's been battling it with for years. And now the release that, that she's able to do. And I'm like, wow, Lord, this, this prayer line is really making a difference in people's lives. And she's not the only one. I'm looking at my life. I mean, in all honesty, it's a lot. Of, I, I wouldn't. This morning, I was like, you know what, y'all? I was getting ready to hang up the phone, but when that when when that music started praying, it began to break the yokes off my life. So, I mean, I'm just looking at how the Word of God and our experiences is making a difference, you know, and ever deepening experience. And if we continue to be obedient and faithful and diligent in what He's called us to do. The cross objectively is a finished, absolute fact to which nothing can be added. But subjectively, it is an unending, progressive experience that can be realized in an ever more penetrating way. So objectively, again, according to God, it's perfect, it's done. But according to us, we grow, we increase. We come to further understanding day by day, hopefully. Because, again, we can make a choice to stop. The reader by this time should know something more of the all-inclusive character of his having been crucified with the Lord Jesus on the cross. For only on this basis can the Holy Spirit work. The Spirit has no instrument other than the cross. The believer by now should have a fresh understanding of Galatians 5 and 24. It is not its passions and desires alone which have been crucified. The flesh itself, including all its righteousness, as well as its power to do righteously, has been crucified on a cross. The cross is where both passions and desires and the spring of those passions and desires are crucified, however admirable they may be. Notice he said, and the spring is source, where it's coming from. Except as one sees this, now, nah, you catch that? Except as one sees it. Just because you don't see it or don't understand it don't make it not real. As you begin to see this, as it begins to become revealed to you, as you begin to humble, submit, and grow in the word and the knowledge and understanding of the word, then... You can walk accordingly. It says, except as one sees and is ready to deny all his flesh, bad 
or good, can he in fact walk after the Holy Spirit, be pleasing to God, and live a genuinely spiritual life? Oh. First we got to see it, and then we got to be ready to deny our flesh. I ain't going to lie, I ain't there yet. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I'm getting, seeing, understanding, and accepting more. But I'm still like, really, Lord? Mm. I'm a work in progress, as we all are. I mean, maybe y'all already arrived. I just, you know, I just was talking about me. Such readiness must not be lacking on his part, for through the cross, as an accomplished fact, is complete in itself, is realization in a person's life is measured by his knowledge and readiness and faith. Okay, wait a minute. Such readiness must not be lacking on his part. Okay, he said we got to be ready to deny our flesh. He said, For though the cross as an accomplished fact is complete in itself, is realization in a person's life is measured by his knowledge and readiness and faith. So, you, that's what it says, study to show thyself approved. You got to have knowledge of the word. Now, right now, we're talking about a heart and a head knowledge. It's more of a, a combination of the two, and I say the difference, a, a combination, because it's more than just a head knowledge. A head knowledge means you just study, you remember in verses, but it's more a, a heart knowledge, because the, and it's going to be transferred from the head to the heart, because the only way that's accomplished is by experience, by application. But if you don't ever study, you have nothing to experience. If you don't ever take time to get into his word, you'll never experience. You don't even have an opportunity to apply because you ain't got nothing to work with. Like somebody said, God can multiply by anything, but if you give him nothing to work with, he can't, work, he can't do it. The miracle of the five loaves and the two fish, that's what he had and fed 10,000. But what if, that, what if nobody had nothing? So you got to have knowledge and you got to have readiness. You got to be willing, ready. Okay, well, Lord, let's do this. And you got to have faith. Well, I ain't got that kind of faith. Great. God will meet you where you're at. He'll grow you up. None of us, none of us on this line is where we were at last year. Maybe not even last month. All right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> No, no. So God will meet you where you are. All he's willing to he say, you got to have readiness. See, when you that readiness, then he'll give you the faith and he'll grow you up in that thing. All right, now. Amen. So we're coming back to the humbleness and, and being willing, willing and, and, and able. So it's, it's a lot of different aspects that play a part in the spiritual aspect of growth of life. That childlike faith. Hallelujah. There you, there you go. Exactly. Going back to the childlike faith. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Says, suppose a child of God refuses to deny the good of his flesh. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to still let me do good things and good works because I see how it's beneficial and making a difference on the world and people. Okay. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. What will his experience be? His flesh may appear to be extremely clever and powerful in undertaking many activities. Ever been a busy Christian? 
But however good or strong, the flesh can never answer to God's demands. Hence, when God actually summons him to prepare to go to Calvary and suffer, the Christian soon discovers his only response is to shrink back and become weak as water. Oh, uh, that ain't me. No, that's that's that's, that's for y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That that that's for them group of people over there. Mm-hmm. You ain't, you ain't, it don't it don't require all that. You ain't got to do all that. Wow. I'm gonna just leave it right there. Cause we don't we don't all have some experiences or, or comments of, of that nature. Yeah. Might have even made those at one point in time. Why did the disciples fail so miserably in the Garden of Gethsemane? Because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 and 41. Weaknesses here cause failure there. The flesh can only display its apparently excellent power in matters which suit its taste. That is the reason the flesh draws back at God's call. Its death is therefore essential, else God's will can never be done. When God summons, and we're not talking about the death. I'm talking about, you know, when we actually die. But all of us at some in our journey are going to have an experience when only the Word of God will be able to help you. Because, again, cause it, it, it's, it's called growth. It's just, it's just principles of life. And until you actually apply, seek, stand on the Word of God, I'm going to tell you what happens in our society, be very honest with you. When something arises in our life, and and, and 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 we we see a problem. This is what happens. Go see a counselor. Go take a pill. Go put you up in a clinic. There, all these isms and schisms and and all these drugs. See, that's what's going on, people. Let's be let's be real about this. So, if you don't learn it in one arena, it's going to apply you in another arena. God's word is His word, and I'm not trying to say every disease is a is a spiritual thing. I'm not trying to say every sickness is from the spiritual thing, but I am going to say this: We are a trifold being, spirit, soul, and body. If you're sick in your spirit, sooner or later, it's going to manifest in your body. If you're sick in your body, it's going to affect your spirit. We are vessels. We are God made us three three parts. So we don't have to ever come to a conclusion that I need to look at each of these parts and deal with the different aspects. I need to deal with my spirit, man. I need to deal with my soul. I need to deal with my, my flesh. And I need to deal with these three aspects according to being led by the Holy Spirit so that I can overcome. If not, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I might not be locked up in the institution. But I'm gonna be walking around claiming my depression. Let me go take a pill, which is gonna cause all these other complex situations, circumstances in my life. But dude, if you don't recognize it, you got a spiritual demon riding your back that's causing physical complications in your body. Come on, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sorry, I went there. Let me mm, shadow cross it. I'm coming back. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> if you can't say amen, say ouch. Oh Lord Jesus. I don't. Ooh, ooh. 
That is the reason the flesh draws back at God's call. The flesh happens. They, they don't even have a relationship. Again, I said the question yesterday, and, and, and I'm still kind of laughing. I, I might not find that out until eternity. If the flesh is so much of a big problem, why did he clothe us in it? Again, that might be something I might not get the answer to until uh, to get into eternity. I'm fine with that. So you got to get to a point that you ain't going to understand everything on this life. God is God. Right, right. It ain't meant for you to understand everything in this life. Some things you're going to like, well, and all honesty, I ain't even sure if I want to understand that before I get to eternity because one thing I am beginning to get understanding the more that you as we have I have we have what's the I got garden of Gethsemane moments of our cross moments as this book is teaching then there's more requirement on your life so if I get to that level of understanding in my walk that means it's going to be a whole lot that I have went to to even see or accept that so I, I I'm saying I might not even want to go there okay okay I'm gonna shut up let me keep reading Oh. Whatever has been the intent and desire to develop ourselves, that we may be. Oh, here we go. I know That we may be seen and admired by others belongs to the flesh. There is a natural good as well as natural bad in this flesh. John one and thirteen informs us of the will of the flesh. The flesh can will and decide and plan to execute good in order to receive God's favor. What? But it still belongs to human flesh and hence must go to the cross. Colossians 2.18 speaks of the mind of the flesh. The self-confidence of a Christian is nothing but trusting in his wisdom, thinking he knows every teaching of the scripture and how to serve God. And 2 Corinthians 1 and 12 mentions the wisdom of the flesh. It is highly dangerous to receive the truths of the Bible with human wisdom, for this is a hidden and subtle method which invariably causes a believer to perfect with his flesh the work of the Holy Spirit. A very precious truth may be stored securely in the memory However, it is merely in the mind of the flesh. The spirit alone can quicken. The flesh profits nothing. Unless all truths are enlivened continually by the Lord, they profit neither ourselves or others. We are not discussing sin here, but the inevitable consequence of the natural life of man. Whatever is natural is not spiritual. We must not only deny our righteousness, but also our wisdom. This, too, must be nailed to the cross. Wow. Our wisdom, our understanding, our knowledge, our righteousness. Wow. We just got just to gotta, just gotta put everything down. Wait a minute. I ain't going to have nothing. I, I, I got to give up. I got to, I got to, I got to. Why? What's your example? Your example is Jesus Christ. He gave up deity for you. And you can be very personal about that. 
he took off deity and put on flesh for you. And he did it on an individual as well as a corporate basis. He did it for Maria, for Trey, for Erica, for God. Each and every one of us, we can be we can, we can be selfish about this in this aspect. So now, this is when you have to be unselfish. If he gave his all, why do you think he would not require for you to give your all? To give up everything. Colossians 2.23 speaks of a worship or devotion of the flesh. Oh, Lord, now nah, this is going to really get a lot of people now. This is worship according to our opinion. Each method we devise to stir, seek, and acquire a sense of devotion is worship in the flesh. Oh, wait a minute. We want to get people riled up. Oh, this song will get them good. Yeah, and, 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 and again, see, we ain't trying to get too, what's the word? We ain't trying to get too crazy with this thing here. Basically, what it is is seeking God first when we're doing things, when we're making decisions, when we're, when whatever it is we're doing, seeking him first. And that might require some time. And I mean, okay, Lord, I want to seek you. Oh, let's do this song. Well, that might require you. Okay, well, hold up. Let me get and let me get in the presence of God. Let me let me let me build up some time with God before we talk about this. Before I make a decision, that might require you to do these kind of things before you choose a song to worship in church. Ooh. Before you choose a word of God to present to the people. Ooh. Before you even speak to your brother and sister who you sin doing foolishness or they don't even understand what they're doing themselves before you even react or respond to the situation that has occurred to you mm. okay i'm gonna just keep reading this is worship according to our opinion each method we devise to stir seek and acquire a sense of devotion is worship in the flesh it is neither worship according to the teaching of scripture nor worship under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Hence, the possibility of walking by the flesh always exists, whether in matter of worship, or in Christian work, or in biblical knowledge, or in saving souls. The Bible frequently mentions the life of the flesh. Unless this is yielded to the cross, it lives within the saint just as much as in the sinner. The only difference is that in the saints, there is spiritual opposition to it. But the possibility remains for him to take that life and draw upon it. The life of the flesh may help him to serve God, to meditate upon truth, to consecrate himself to the Lord. It may motivate him to perform many good acts. Yes, the Christian can take his natural life as true life in such a way as to make him feel he is serving the will of God. Ooh. I think I'm going to just read that one again. The Bible frequently mentions the life of the flesh. Unless this is yielded to the cross. Again, remember he's talking about the flesh being yielded, the righteousness being yielded. Now he's breaking down your worship being yielded, 
your 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 um your wisdom being yielded. Said it is yielded to the cross, it lives within the saint just as much as in the sinner. The only difference is that in the saint there is spiritual opposition to it. What do you mean spiritual opposition to it? In other words, when the flesh rises up, the spirit rises up and say no. But in the center, the flesh rises up like, okay, well, hey, you know. The possibility remains for him to take that life and draw upon it. The life of the flesh may help him to serve God, to meditate, meditate upon truth, to concentrate, consecrate himself to the Lord. It may motivate him to perform many good acts. Yes, the Christian can take his natural life as a true life in such a way as to make him feel he is serving the will of God. I'm doing the things that God wants me to do. Why am I? How do I know that? Because it's written. It's in his word. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's written. So what you mean I'm not serving God? Are you being led by the Spirit to do that? Of course I am. How do you know? Because it's written. That's his word. Are you being led by his spirit? That's just something for you to ponder on. We must understand that within man, two different life principles exist. Many of us, okay, now I'm sorry for those who had not been cut as of yet. You might as well take a little anesthesia because you're going to get cut right now. If you, you've been able to, like, you know, I've survived up until this point. Yeah, well. Okay. We must understand that within man, two different life principles exist. Many of us live a mixed life, obeying one and then the other of these two different principles. Sometimes we entirely depend on the Spirit's energy. At other times, we mix in our own strength. Nothing seems to be stable and steadfast. Do I make my plans like a worldly man ready to say yes and no at once? Second Corinthians 1 and 17. A characteristic of the flesh is its fickleness. It alternates between yes and no and vice versa. But the will of God is walk not according to the flesh, not even for a moment, but according to the spirit, Romans 8 and 4. We ought to accept God's will. Again, our flesh nature is to be fickle. Again, it's, 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 and that's what we have to. What we what we really what he's really trying to do is get you to understand that what your flesh is comprised of. So once you begin to see it, it'll help you see when it's rising up, and it'll help you see that oh, that's another point I need to deal with in my life. Oh, that's another thing that that you can't until you know that there is how corrupt and how bad you can't ever even begin to accept and walk according to what God is calling you to walk. G.I. Joe says knowledge is half the battle. So now you're receiving knowledge. That's G.I. Joe for all y'all who don't know who G.I. Joe is. Anyway, 
In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. Second Colossians, I mean, sorry, Colossians 2 and 11. We should be willing to allow the cross, like a knife and circumcision, to cut off completely everything which pertains to the flesh. Such incision must be deep and clean so that nothing of the flesh is left concealed or can remain. Mm. The cross and the curse are inextricable. Galatians 3 and 13. When we consign our flesh to the cross, we hand it over to the curse, acknowledging that in the flesh abides no good thing and that it deserves nothing but the curse of God. Without this hard attitude, it is exceedingly difficult for us to accept the circumcision of the flesh. Every affection, desire, thought, knowledge, intent, worship, and work of the flesh must go to the cross. And I'm going to just leave that there. Yeah, go ahead and bleed somewhere. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> That's it. That was enough. Can't take any more. <laughs> she said, why am I day off? <laughs> you, who you telling? You had me at, I'm going to do the reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the and the first funny part is, <laughs> I woke up and called in. I didn't take Jasmine to school. I couldn't. I was too sleepy. Tyler took her. And I, I fell asleep. You, when I, I woke up again when Maria said, boy, you went in. You know, I heard a little bit, then I fell asleep. Then I know you prayed for her son. I just was tired. <laughs> I, I didn't hear all of that, but I was still on his phone. Well. And when you said, let's do the reading, for some reason... <laughs> <laughs> you totally woke up then, huh? I didn't, the Lord. Well. Woke me up then. I didn't miss none of the readings, the first time or the second. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> but everything else, I kept going in and out, just exhausted. Huh. Well, yay. But he wouldn't let me close my eyes. <laughs> yay. Oh, so anyway, I'm going to... um. That's enough for the day for me. <laughs> and everybody have a good day, but I that's that's that's, well, that's about let me let me pray for you to get off the phone, Cheryl, since you've been cut up enough. Yeah, okay. You say, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah really? <laughs> All right. Father God, I wanna pray for Cheryl. Hold on boy, shit go say, shit go rumbo shit go say, shit go rabaka, shit go rumbo go saraka. Hmm. <laughs> 
He see he mm, the reason he woke you up is he because he loves you. Mm. And he, he chastised those he loves. So the beatings that we're undergoing, the cuttings and all of that is because he loves all of us. And when I was reading about readiness and submitting because we continuously are allowing him to love us in this way, we are going deeper and deeper into the things of God. So he loves you. He cares about you. Let him keep growing you up and blessing you. And I'm done. Amen. Now you can run real quick. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) Woo! Woo, this is deep. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Okay, goodbye. All right, bye. All right. I don't even know what time it is. guess my phone is charged. It's 930. All right, I'll let a couple of songs play, I guess, and we take prayer requests, and I'm out of here.
I have, um, you know, an interesting little background story, too. Um, well, you know everything that's going on in my office mm-hmm. and at work. So yesterday before I left work. Um, <clears throat> yesterday what? Yesterday before I left work, Ilma asked me to come to her office um, because she wanted me to do something. So um, once I completed that and uh, gave it to her, she also let me know that she was going to create a file in her office specifically for me because she was going to use me as her backup. And she said, I just want you to know that I'm going to be very hard on you. And whatever you feel you need to do, you can do it. If it's that you have to cuss me out or say whatever you have to say. Um, but I just want to let you know. And I just, I laughed a little and I looked at her. I said, well, long as you understand that um, I I will be expressing myself if I feel things or, you know, are going incorrectly, improperly, or done unfairly. Why she says she's going to be hard on you? Because I'm supposed to be her backup. Oh, like backup manager? Hey, hey, hey. She say backup. I think personally, I feel that, as I expressed before, she's just totally overwhelmed with everything that she has to do. So she's going to pass things on to me that she does not have time for. You know, well, her terms will be she won't have time for. Mm. And so this morning when I came in, she had, you know, I went to her office and she had this thing for me to do. And so she gave me this um, budget document for our entire division. And she said, well, you need to go ahead and get you some binders and put things aside because she really, I mean, because you're really going to need it. And I just looked at her and I smiled. I said, okay, thanks. (laughs) Okay. You just getting promoted everywhere, huh? Yeah, right. Okay. I thought you meant first she was gonna have you as a backup against everything that's going on with you know the two ladies, but she's meaning in a different way. Right. Or, or maybe even both. Work. I said, or maybe even both. <laughs> well, I just finished, you know, somewhat. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I've had to. I had to show, I won't say train, but I, after I, you know, did a couple of things this morning, I went in to show the young lady, one young lady, of things to do, you know, since she will be now totally managing the program. So I had to watch her, you know, walk through the process to ensure that she's doing things correctly. And then she even asked me to be her second set of eyes while she processes. I was like, this is real interesting. Get your shingle put out. Get promotions at work, girl. And then Sandra even came to me yesterday to tell me that 
um, a process that I implemented for a particular consumer who, you know, will challenge you is the best thing that I've ever done. And I remind you, Sandra's not talking to me. <laughs> you was like, what? I said, Sandra's not talking to me. But I, I said, oh. She said, well, I just want you to know that this is the best thing you could have ever done for us because now we have proof that what this lady is saying is not correct. So, yeah, it's all in her file. All right, then. Even make your enemies to be at peace with you. Come on now. I don't get an oomph. I, I know I ain't going to get an amen. Can I get an oomph? <sighs> That's what I can give you right now. You said what? That's what I can give you right now. <laughs> Look, uh, thank you, Lord. I have to take it as it comes. Hey, come on now. Hey, mm, mm. Hey, I feel you on that one. Yep. But I do have a request for you uh, as well. You know, I want you to pray for me. Um, could you pray for um, Bo Johnson, please? Who? Bo Johnson. Bo Johnson? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, any any particular order? No. But, you know, I spoke with him this morning and he requested prayer, so I said, you sure? <coughs> okay. Okay. Mm, yeah, I understand. Oh. Okay. Ooh, that feels better. Oh. I father Rombo Shidagan pray for Erica. Hombro Shidago Rombo Shidagan Dandago says she'd go Rombo Kosterakan Randa Shidago say dead go Rombo Korbased to go Rombo Kosterakanda. Horum branded go say yes, 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 Lord Rombro Kosterakan Dandago say dead. Hmm. Hmm. Shandaruko Randeke, Shandaruko Romboko, Shandaruko Randeke, Shandaruko Randoko, Shandaruko Se, Shirakandandaruko Se. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Rambrandaruko Se, Shirakandaruko Sa. Rambote, Kandaruko Sandraka. Rambose, Shandaruko Saraka. Shandaruko Ndandaruko 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 Seke. Get you a calendar and begin a calendar and or journal depending on how you do, but definitely a calendar. And mark off today as being the first day. But what God has done and is doing in your life is is similar to the prayer that I had for Nate. Nate was that his business would be off the ground in 30 days. 
in 30 days, your life is going to be transformed. Things are, are, are going to be happening at such a rate. You're going to need help to keep the Holy Spirit okay. moving on an increase. I'm going to say a production rate as far as you're concerned because he said now unleash the blessings, now unleash the favor, now unleash the finances, now unleash the healing. He's just unleashing things. And like when I was talking about Maria the other day when she was praying that I said it was drawing stuff to her. So it's the same with you. So so you you pray in the spirit now more than you normally have been that will keep you centered, focused, and it's going to continually to draw stuff into you. It's like a magnet, and it just gets placed on the floor, and, and, and then all the metal metal begins to come get drawn to the magnet. That's what's going on with you. You pray in the Spirit and let God, it's going to just draw the stuff to you because God has unleashed it. He said, go bless my child. Go bless my daughter. Whatever it is that you need is coming. Direction, wisdom, we were just reading about all the things that the flesh has, and he was talking about wisdom, he was talking about desires, he was talking about good things, all that's from the, from the flesh. Well, now, nah, you pray in the spirit, so the godly wisdom, so the godly desire, so that everything from the spiritual realm will begin to flow toward, in, and through you. God has unleashed it. It's now your time. Begin. We'll mark off starting today as things begin to transform, as today things begin to Pour forth into your life. You got 30 days of just supernatural manifestation. I said manifestation. I said manifestation. I said manifestation. You pray in the spirit more than you ever have before in your life. To keep empowered, to keep centered, to keep whatever needs that you will need. He will supernaturally touch, give, you whatever. It's time for you to rise up out of the ashes. It's time for you to rise up and be seen. I I said he's already putting your shingle out. I said he's putting, he, he has moved you from the back to the front. It's time, woman of God, you go forth and do what God has called you to do. You be bold when he's calling you to be bold. You be gentle when he's calling you to be gentle. You flow with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you command that which God is speaking to you to manifest as he's showing you. And if you have to call it, you call it in. You call it in. And your church. Mm. <laughs> but all I got to say, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave that where it's at. What does "um" mean? Hmm? What does "um" mean? When when you pray in the spirit, you find out. No, no. Oh God. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Amen, lights and walls. You said what? Amen, lights and walls. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's who that's who I'm gonna end up talking to. Well, you know, anyway, at church or at will. Probably at church too. I feel like that's who I've been talking to at church anyway. Wow. 
Bo Johnson, right? Yeah. Or I should have go wrong, boy. Should have go. Mm. Ooh. <clears throat> you know what? You gotta stop the project. Sure, sure. For a prayer. Because he's, he's, he's doing what we literally have to unlearn to do. What he's looking for is a quick answer, an escape, immediate turnaround. And God said that ain't how it's going to come to him. There are changes that need to be made on a consistent, diligent basis. See, so many things in our life we've gotten into over a period of time, now we want a miracle to pull us out. I don't care if it's health issues, financial issues, just bad judgment. They say trouble is easy to get into, but a hell of a lot to get out of. Mm. Now, I'm going to say, mm. <laughs> So no, he... Yeah, he was there for me too. <laughs> so he's looking and he's seeking, and that's right. But it's gonna take more than just a prayer and a hallelujah to, to to get him to where he's desiring to be. So I'm not saying it's not possible, and I'm not saying that God doesn't desire. It. I'm just saying, but God is gonna desire more of him. And a lot of what I was just reading about the flesh. Mm, See, all that has to be unlearned. But see, is he willing to seek, submit, and humble himself in order to receive what God wants him to have? That's 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 where the main issue is at, and and that's something that him and God have to work. Well, actually, him and God are gonna have to work out. That's something he's gonna have to work out because God's sitting up there waiting on him. God desired, God wants to, but God is saying, this is the way that I desire to be done. Now, he can continue to choose to do things the way that he sees fit. He can continue to choose to move in the direction that he, that he, mm, mm, that he sees. See, oh, Jesus. Mm. See, this is a huge difference. We and our wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, especially when we're not walking in obedience with God. Okay, see there. See, as God's growing us up and out of our flesh and showing and revealing things to us, and we're making fleshly decisions because that's all we know, and that's where we all start at. We'll trust and believe, okay? Then there's like, okay, that's fine. You know, like a little kid, as he grows up, you begin to correct him. But it, it gets to a certain point where God desires certain things. We 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 are willing to change. Then then there the consequences different. So I'm saying that. We can make decisions in our flesh. We can make decisions with what we have, and it can lead us to a dead end. We can make decisions in the spirit. We can make decisions by seeking and trusting God, and it can lead us to a dead end. But the difference is this. If we're walking our wisdom, knowledge, understanding according to the flesh, when we reach that, that dead end, what you going to do? Look at the children of Israel. When they reach the Red Sea, the mountains on, the, on both sides and, and the army behind them, what they going to do? 
See, when you're walking and all you understand, and you're going to get your own results. But when you literally been seeking, crying, and praying to God and, and yielding and doing the things he's calling you to do, and now you reach your dead end, you see, that's, that's the difference maker. Now you can come on behalf and apply, say, hold on, wait a minute, and, and not being, God, what you going to do? What are you going to do, Lord? And he will act and move and what you thought was a dead end now becomes a supernatural event, a miraculous event, or whatever it is. See, you, and you can stand, you can see, because you've been doing things according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So God is literally not leading you to a dead end. It's just only in you, in your flesh. He's leading you to a point to let you recognize, hold up, I am your provision. I am your provider, and you need me. So that's kind of like what's going on with him. That's that's pretty much all I can say or give at this point in time. You know, he's 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 got to it's some life changing decisions and directions that need to occur if he truly wants the the, the deliverance, the healing, or whatever it is that he's seeking. Not that God is not desiring, but God say, hey, you need to do things my way, and that's my prayer for him. Amen. Amen. Now you just got somebody else who's gonna cut me. Um, nah. Mhm. Well, that's, that's if he listens to it. But anyway, I said the prayer. That's all I got. Yeah. I right, who else wants prayer? You sit up there chuckling. I don't like that chuckle. No, I'm just laughing Or not, somebody pray for me and we out here.
for you. Good dog, Smokey. Lord, we come before you today thanking you for the breath of life, just thanking you for being God. Lord, I lift Sam before you today, Lord, thanking you for the words and the encouragement that he continues to have, Lord, the fact that his spirit is willing to align itself with you and allow you to enter in, that he's able to moderate and administer this call. Lord, we thank you for his faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that he, even despite his own thoughts and opinions, when he may want to go left, Lord, that he, the spirit within him, your spirit that's within him, allows him to go in the direction that you call him to go into. Lord, I thank you for his life, and I ask that you cover him and his household. I ask you to strengthen the bodies of his parents, Lord, and I ask that you allow him to be strengthened as well, that he can be the overseer, the man that you have ordained him to be, the father, the son, the brother that you have instructed him to be. Lord, I pray that you continue to anoint his head, Lord, and that you allow him to stand on the firm foundation of your word, that he's able to stand boldly, Lord, and walk boldly in your name. Lord, I pray that you continue to guide his pathway and direct him. I pray that you allow his daughter to continue to see the strength that's in her father. Lord, and I ask that you continue to cover her. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to say au revoir. Start in the morning. All right. Holla at you. Holla. Bye. Bye. Everybody have a good day.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.